Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome again to the annual end of season awards. The black tie event is upon us again. We will go through the winners, what's well, and losers technically, of the uh, New York Talk uh, end of season awards. We've got from rising stars, the goal of the season, to the obvious player of the season award at the end as well. Um, we'll have fun, hopefully. Probably a longer episode than normal, I suspect, which for reasons that will become very clear pretty shortly. Um, and then we'll go from there. We'll see what happens. Exciting, Mick. Exciting, Mick. It's exciting. It's awards night. Anything could happen. Uh, it's exciting. Listen, mate, I'm sweating already. <laughs> sweating already on this. I'm, I'm hoping that I've got the big one, but we'll, let, we'll have to wait and see. I've got my speech prepared just in case. <laughs> so uh, we'll see. See how it goes. Yeah. Uh, we've got plenty with the John Hensby, Reese Keller, YouTube user Josh, Paul Brock, Graham Lindsay, Eve, uh, Connor Simpson's with us, as well as Sarah Ogden. John Rell says, at least Mick's put the effort into wearing a jacket. He has. <laughs> yeah, looks better with that one. Uh, Danny, Danny will be joining us very, very shortly. Um, otherwise engaged. For the most important night of the year, and he makes other arrangements. Uh, but Danny will be with us at some point soon. Um, I he's ironing his, his shirt, isn't he? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you got a posh glass this year, Mick? Uh, yes, as you can see. <laughs> <laughs> The most Danish of all beers. Was yes. Some unhappy people, some unhappy viewers in Sweden. Yes, I apologise for that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Josh says, Victor Johansson to win 99.9% of all awards tonight. <laughs> so, he, might win, he might win a couple. Um, Brian Vernon's with us as well. Graham Linda says, Mick, you screw up very well. No, mate. But he makes an effort. I absolutely don't. You don't gonna like this, Mick. There's a yeah. lot of the Harry Hill about you that tonight, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, precisely. That old phrase that you can't polish a turd. That's it, <laughs> it, it, true. Um, right, let's crack on. Let's get on with the awards. Right, so we've got nine awards. We are going to start with the Rising Star Award. 
which this year was quite difficult to pick from, to be honest with you, because we haven't got many young players. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the rules are under starting the season under the age of 23. Those That's the criteria. And again, there aren't many, excluding players loaned out, because I don't think it's fair to judge players who've been at loan at Gainsborough and Scott, although they've had, I think they've had excellent times, McGuckin and uh, DeRose. It's unfair for us as fans to judge them having not seen them. Um, so all players that started the season under the age of 23. Mick, it's a very, very short list. You have the nominees for this one. Well, I don't think I read the... I don't think I got that memo, uh, memo. for the qualifications because my rising stars are Richard Wood, Lee Pelty <laughs> and Grant Hall. Is that not right? <laughs> not quite, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, right. Seriously, yeah. Uh, the, the nominations were Cam Humphreys, Victor Hansen and Peter Chioso. Yeah, that was it, I think. Um, yeah. I think Ben Wiles would have qualified, but I think he's won it like three years in a row. So I think yeah. it was time for, you're not a rising star anymore. Um, <laughs> and I don't think any of these players will qualify next year. That gives you an idea of how old they are. Uh, John Rell says 23. That's not a young player. I claim fixed. Well, we use the under 23 rule of the, of the Premier League. That was our criteria, really. Um, so, Mick, let's start with Cam Humphreys. Cam Humphreys is up for three or four awards tonight, four awards tonight. Mm-hmm. Um he has been, well, describe Cam Humphreys. Rolls-Royce of a player, we're living in Cam Humphreys' world. And, he, he, you know, how how great has he been? Bear in mind, he is was under 23 at the start, or 23 or under at the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, given his age and the size of his pockets with the number of players he's had in him all season, um, I, I think I've said a couple of times during the course of these, um, these podcasts during the season that he's probably one of, if not the best defender, possibly best player that I've ever seen in a Rotherham United shirt. Um, an outfield player, certainly. Um, he, he is potentially going to go a long, long way, that lad. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you how impressed I am with his performances. You know, he's, he's, he's cool, he's calm, he reads the game so well. Everything about him is just, he's absolutely immense, Cam Humphreys. Um, and uh, like I said before, rather than United fans, you know, enjoy him while he can because he won't be here for, for very long, I wouldn't have thought. No. What's good about Cam Humphries is he doesn't necessarily let his head drop. You know, if I mean, we're, we're going to come into silence this season and, and this, we'll talk about sort of his predecessor, really. But, when Icky was, was a fantastic defender for Rotherham. But when he had a moment, that moment lasted for 45 minutes. It lasted for mm. games, maybe. When Cam Humphries has made a mistake... He's rectified it. Maybe not in the same attack, but within the same game, he's back to normal. Yeah. He, he doesn't seem to let his head drop too far, which as a defender, you're going to make mistakes. You have to accept it. And he, he seems capable of accepting that and sort of moving on quite quickly. Yeah, he does. He does. And 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 quite a few people have, have, have sort of talked about the upgrade from, from Icky. And I think that's a bit unfair, a little bit unfair sometimes. However, well, I suppose what I'm going to say now is unfair. Hecwe is, is a League One Defender, uh, possibly lower lower end of the championship defender. You know, he, he has a he has a, a bout of fifty pence head, don't he? You know, where ball disappears off somewhere where it should never have gone. And and as you as you rightly point out, he he, he plays on his confidence or lack of confidence sometimes plays on him. Um, Cam Humphries is the opposite extreme, completely the opposite extreme. He's cool, calm, collected, and he is a Premier League defender in all but in all but name. Um, awesome player, awesome, and a hell of an upgrade. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelley says, I can't believe Cameron Vizzi's eyes is clearly head and shoulders above him. Too good for us. I hope for once we use this to our advantage when it comes to cashing yeah. in. That's true. Um, Shelley, obviously, not just settling for anything or letting his contract run down from that point of view. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next one is Victor Johansson. Again, a man who will win multiple awards tonight, probably, I would guess. Um, and, and again, it feels almost unfair to put him under, under 23, under the Rising Star Award. But this may be a very fitting category for him because I feel like he's come of age this season. He was brilliant last season. And don't get me wrong, he was he was brilliant last season. But he's gone from being a very good League One goalkeeper to being probably the best goalkeeper in the league above. He has stepped up to, to levels beyond what I, I knew he was a brilliant keeper, but he's gone beyond what I thought he would do. It's certainly his first season, first season back in the championship. Um, it's difficult to pick a fault with this guy, and he's, all, he's now only 24. And that for a goalkeeper, that's frightening. It absolutely is, yeah. And I'm not having any of this, probably the best keeper in this division. <laughs> I mean, it's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. You know, it, it just the stats alone tell mm. you that he's in the top five in Europe in terms of the, the stats for, for a goalkeeper. Um, he, he is. The best best goalkeeper in this division, bar none. It's not up for debate as far as I'm concerned. That you can you can talk about who might be one of his second or third place, whatever you want, as long as you want. But he is head and shoulders above everybody, um, and he's proved that this season because of the the defence that's been in front of him has been chopped and changed virtually every virtually every game because of injuries and everything else. So there's been no consistency in front of him. Um, and he's been the he's been the, the shining star. He's been absolutely outstanding, and and you're right. He will go on from to, to strength from strength to strength. And like we come on for his enjoying while you can, Millers, because he is destined for bigger things. Mm. Yeah, he is absolutely. We'll, we'll not speak too much about Victor because I think we might have another couple of times to mention him tonight. <laughs> um, but Shelley says, in similar from Humphreys, you could say the same thing about Victor. How how good is he having two keepers? Actually, belong to us for now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Splash a new contract just signed, so it would cost a very, a, I would say, a very, very pretty penny um, if he was to go anywhere. And I'm sure there will be interest. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit, bit further on maybe. Um, the final one, Peter Kioso. <laughs> it gets in almost by default, which is sad. Bearing in mind our, our hopes for in pre-season, and from our point of view, from the outside, Mick, you can't, we can't say. He's had a bad season because every time Kyoto's played, he's done he's done all right. I mean, he's not been mm. you know he's not been sensational, but he's been very very solid. Um, and who knows where whether he's even going to be next year? I mean, he's had he's been so unlucky this season, so so unlucky um, with the injuries and the timing of those injuries. Um, there's a cracking player in there, um, and and hopefully hopefully he gets to um, he gets to show. What he's worth and what he's capable of next season. It's just unfortunate this season that he's, he's just not been able to to break into the team. And, and, and as soon as he has broken in, he's, he's ended up getting injured again. Um, so we'll have to wait and see how that pans out over over the summer and and whether he's able to get fit and stay fit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm very wrong. We played a fee for my lot. I don't. We always didn't pay much of a fee for in the summer. Um, but we don't we don't have much luck with playing people paying fees for players. And often we paid a fee for him, didn't work in the first season, he came very, very good later on. Um yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Um 
let's let's go forward with that, Mick. There was those are the three nominees. We've no gold envelopes this year. Um, no, that's very poor, Matthew, on your part, I'm afraid. They've been used up by my little girls losing teeth. They go to the they go to the tooth fairy, the gold envelopes. Ah, right. Well, we need to go to the tooth fairy then to replace them. We're doing one for you know. Uh, so, Mick, <laughs> who is the winner of the Rising Star Young, essentially Young Player of the Year award for the Millers? Uh, I agree with this 100%. Uh, so I voted for it's Cameron Humphreys. So I voted for as well. Yes, cannot argue with that at all. Um, yeah, well done, Cameron Humphreys. Top player. Very much a top player, yeah. Uh, right, let's move on to the second one. We're going to mix the order up from what it was originally, because Danny's not here yet. Uh, we'll move on to the low knee of the season. Um, again, a tough one to pick, because we've had a lot of low knees this year, to be honest with you. It's been a, it's been a weird year for low knees. <laughs> John says, no jacket, no gold envelope. What kind of what kind of professional production is this? Oh, not, mate. Not professional. You haven't seen half of this yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, get ready. Yeah, yeah. Things are about to go very wrong shortly. Uh, <laughs> we may have been overly ambitious in the next 10 minutes. We'll find out. We'll all find out as a group. Uh, Lonely of the season. So we've narrowed it down. Um, we have Connor Coventry, Leo Yelder, Brooke Norton Cuffey, and Tariq Fossu. Um, Mick, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with uh, Brooke Norton Cuffey. Um, flatters to deceive, don't you? Yeah. Unfortunately, um, for me anyway, it came with a, an absolute fanfare from Arsenal fans. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were very very keen on him, expecting that he might play a part in their first team this season. Mm-hmm. Um, which certainly from the performances he, he put in with us, um, and from the, the little I've seen at Co- with him playing at commentary, um, I don't think he'd, he'd get anywhere near the first team at Arsenal. Um, he, he's he, he's got the ability, mm. but he's just not been certainly for us not been that good at all. To be honest, that effective. That yeah, he always he put himself in some really really good positions, but he couldn't cross a ball to save his life. Mm. Um, his, his end product was was zero, um, which is frustrating because he got in some really good positions. Um, yeah, or he. He will probably have a bright future. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Well, he was 18 when he started, I suppose. So from that point of view, maybe maybe we've been a bit critical. Mm. Maybe we expected too much too soon from him. Um, there's a player in there. I think that's the best way to put it. There is certainly a player in there, but he's got a lot yeah. to learn. You might be right. So, I might be being a bit a bit harsh on him, but given his age, I guess. But um, yeah, he, he, yeah, disappointed for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But like I said, if you get if he gets promotion to Premier League this season, who cares? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, uh, let's go through the comments. People say Shelley Shelley said would have been Grant Hall with a different squad of him to get a shimmy. Yeah, I think the injury stopped that. Uh, so that one for him. Josh says not even a question. It should be Yelder. Red says it's with Scott High. <laughs> um, Nicola Drew says Yelder, and John S says Yelder as well. We'll find out very shortly. Uh, Tariq Fosu falls a little bit into the Brooknot and Cuffy category. To be honest with you, Mick. Uh, on his day, he is. On his days, he's the best player in the team, and I don't think I don't think there's any other way of putting that. When yeah. he when he's on it, my God, that man, that man is just something else. That Sunderland game, he ran the show against a very mm. good Sunderland team. Yeah. Um, but for every Sunderland game, there's a Coventry game, and things like that. So frustrating. On his days, sensational, but but still very frustrating. 
Yeah, I, I got the feeling that Tariq Fossil wasn't really bothered about being here. Mm. Um, I, I don't I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, he's a long way from home. He's a, he's a London boy, isn't he? Um, yeah. And I, I, I just, that, that was my view. Um, you're right. On his day, he's absolutely unstoppable. But his day comes two or three times a year, you know. Mm. Um, not not twice a week, which is which which is what you need at this level. So, um, I just I just felt that yeah, he, he didn't particularly enjoy his time with the club. That's how I that's how I felt. Mm. Yeah, John Morrell says we still have retrieved Fossil's free kick from Digby. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That that sort of summed him up a little bit. I think, I think Sunderland game was pre- before the Birmingham game. It was mm. sensational at Sunderland, then Birmingham was completely anonymous. And that sort of summed him up, unfortunately. But having said all that, I would still take him back next season. He's still got the X factor, which, mm. which is brilliant for you, which is brilliant for teams. Uh, moving on to the next nominee, and Shelley says, I think I think I voted for him as well. Shelley says, I'd say Coventry based on what he did off the ball. Even off they did a lot of, did a lot of the dirty work on just unfortunate. I tried to look at him while while to gel. Uh, took him while to gel. Took him while to gel, sorry. Yeah, kind of Coventry took about seven games. Seven or eight games, something like that. He replaced Dan Barlasser, and, and although they are very different players, he did exactly what Dan Barlasser did. Took a bit of time, and once it clicked, it, it clicked, and he was the best. He was the best player on the pitch for four or five games in a row. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just an odd, odd game like we mentioned with Fosu. He was just the best player. Um, and yeah, I would I, again. I'd love to see him back next season. You could build a team around a player like that. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he, he was excellent for those last four or five games, and you're right. He he kind of frustrated for for, for long periods, didn't he? When he from sort of January through probably till probably till middle of March, end of March, um, he really frustrated. Um, and we were asking, you know, has he got to play? Should it, you know, should he should he have a bit of time out or whatever? And then all of a sudden, it just clicked, um, and and. And he was he was outstanding towards the back end of the season. No question, absolutely brilliant. And I can see why he's so, excuse me, so highly rated up to at West Ham. Mm. Uh, they've got a hell of a player there. So, yeah. John Bell, I think sums up pretty well. The times I saw Coventry looked very tidy, expecting to be the top six chasing side next season. Just no disrespect. I, I would like to see him. Obviously, I'd like to see him back at Rotherham. But if he's going to come back to the Championship, he needs to be higher end, definitely. Oh, uh, oh, whoa, 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 back that bus up. You might be there. Precisely. No, no won't be. Um, <laughs> moving on. The final nominee of this category is Leo Yelder. He has been universally popular, Mick. Um, yeah. When, he, when he's good, he's good, isn't he? And he's just so easy to like. Uh, he, 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 he just, he's living his best life, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. You know? and, and he bought into everything that we did. He, he, he got a permanent smile on his face, except when he was substituted. <laughs> uh, when, then, then he just threw his shirt at everybody, which which is not a bad thing by any stretch of imagination. Bad. You know, he, he wants to be a part of it, um, and he was front and center in all those celebrations. Once we'd managed to manage to sort of um, keep our place in the division, he was front and center of all those celebrations. Um, he just seems to be such a lovely lad. But get him on that football pitch. And he can be as aggressive as you want him to be. You know, he's, he's got a lot to learn still. He's a little bit impetuous, I think is the word, isn't it? You know, he's a little bit too quick sometimes into the challenge and he, he tends to leave him, uh, lose his position at times as well. 
Um, so I've been, I was very disappointed with the West Ham result today. I was hoping that Leeds were going to stay up. I mean, it's still possible, but I think it's unlikely now. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved, I loved, I love Leo. He's a, he's a top lad. Yeah, he is. Uh, again, destined for bigger and better things than Rodney. Yeah, sadly, uh, a lovely guy. Um, yeah, John says you might get to see him next season turn up for Leeds in the Championship. Almost yeah, certain. Um, yeah. Uh, right, winner, winner of this one. We don't have a drum roll. Should have brought a drum roll in, shouldn't I? Leo Yelder is the winner of Loney of the season. Um, this, this one. Bear in mind, these are all voted by you guys on Twitter. Um, so if you don't like any of the results, don't blame us. So there we go. Those are the first two awards. Now we're going to try something different. Um, we promised something different for this year. So what we're going to have now is a musical interlude. Um, Mick, you're in charge of this. So if <laughs> you put me in charge of IT. <laughs> <laughs> the old, the old guy. Uh, so we're going to have a bit of music. Then we're going to we've basically got uh, Liam Man from LPMC has come come back on to speak to us again. So he's done a bit of music for us. We're going to hear three songs from tonight. We're going to first hear his new single Jenny, which Mick is going to put up for us now. I'm going to chat chat with Lee, and then we'll get and then we'll uh, we'll go from there. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Touch wood, everybody. This is hopefully going to work. Fingers crossed. No. <laughs> it's not going to work, is it? You know what it's like. It's always going to happen, won't it? Here we go. Let's try again.
How are you doing, Lee? Yeah, I'm all right, Matt. Are you? Very, very good. Thank you for being with us. First of all, thank you for doing this. We've come for a couple more songs with you all here in a short time. But first of all, thank you very much for doing them. Um, tell people yeah. that's Jenny, the new single, am I right in saying? Yeah, so Jenny's um, the third track from, from the album. Um, it's out on the 9th of June, um, which is my birthday, so I thought I'd give myself a, a nice <laughs> birthday present. <laughs> um, yeah, it's um, it's a sad tale, really, about a, a midwife who um, who's struggling to have children. So it's a it's a um, it's a bit of a um, testament to a strength of character, really, um, mm. to carry on and um, keep going and and hoping for the best. So uh, yeah, that's that, that's what that's about. Mm. I like that song very much. So people, when people want to get on the ninth of June. Is the website, iTunes, Spotify, everything like that? Yeah, I think it's coming on bottom of the screen now, but every um, the, the website is uh, lpmcmusic.com and then it's available on Spotify and Amazon and um, and Apple and, you know, all the social medias is at lpmcmusic. Um, you can find me on YouTube and, um, yeah, I don't think I missed anything there, have I? But I think that's <laughs> Done, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's have a quick chat about Rotherham. Uh, what are your thoughts on this season? I don't know really if you've been to see this season, but it's been it's been a very good season for the Millers, hasn't it? I think it's just been success, hasn't it? We stayed up. You know, we need to break that that, that kind of cycle of promotion and and relegation. And, and thankfully, we've done it. It's been ugly at times. It's been better at other times, and at times we've been brilliant. But um, I think the fact that we stayed in, in Championship is is all, is all we needed to do, and, and hopefully we can build from here. 
Absolutely. End of season awards. So do you have a, maybe a, a game that sticks out this season that you've seen or, or a couple or maybe a oh, whole sort of well, player? Not, not, not for the, not for the, I suppose that the, the quality, I don't think it was the best game, but um, the game at Bramall Lane, I thought was outstanding. Um, we showed so much discipline and, and, um, you know, everybody did the job and, and stayed within the units. And um, yeah, it was um, it was it was a solid performance, weren't it? It was a you know a battle from the trenches sort of thing, um, because Sheffield United are obviously an excellent side. Mm. There's been a few of them this season, haven't they? Stoke yeah. City, another one of those sorts of games. It was almost almost a carbon copy. Although I think we were better, we were a lot better at United, to be fair, than we were at Stoke, but. Uh, yeah, yeah I, th I think it's results like that that obviously the the ugly ones that, that they're the ones that matter the most, really. Um, you know, results like that are, are massive, aren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are. Any, any players that stick out this season that you've seen thought they're a special? They're a special one this year. I, I think I think Johansson's just been head and shoulders above above everybody else. He's, he's kept us in games. I remember the games. I think it was just before Christmas or just after Christmas around that when we went to West Brom and um, and the Millwall game. And I mean, the West Brom game was probably one of the worst performances I've seen. But yeah. if it weren't for him, it could have been double figures. Mm. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Oh, said that a few times this season, haven't we? He's a ridiculous player, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's yeah. Uh, Lee, just I know you've been a Rotherham fan for, for for a long time. Where does this season compare? You know, we go back to the Roy Moore days. Obviously, those were great days. Do you feel like this is potentially a platform? Like you mentioned, it's breaking that cycle, isn't it? It's about yeah. staying in the championship. And what 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 could happen next? I suppose. I, I, I don't think anybody should forget the the job that Paul Warren did at the beginning of the season, and then you know, obviously, I think the biggest challenge for. For, for Matt Taylor coming in was to when you come in you don't just start managing a group of players he, from day one he was probably trying to build his own culture a culture that had worked so well for, for Warney but um, you know I think when you come in you want to put your own stamp on it and um, he, he's got it right because we've stayed up I think that the challenge for him now is what happens in the summer uh, how well is he going to be backed? What sort of players does he want to bring in? How does it integrate with a with a, with the players that he's still got under contract? Um, you know, so um, I think that that that's it. Now he's got he's got a free run at building his own culture, and I'm sure that if by you know the beginning of October we're doing well, he'll be a hero. And if and if not, as always, there'll be there'll be questions asked. You know, and he'll be a villain. But uh, I wish him the best. I think that you know he's he, he's got us over the line, and that's all we could have asked for. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, we can make a strong start to the season. And 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 for me, you know, I might get shot down for this by a lot of fans, but I think it's got to stay in, the, stay in the division again. I'm not saying clinging on, but stay in the division and just keep building because growth happens in in in, in small spurts, really. And I think as a football club, to get to the next level, we want to be a champ self-sustainable championship club for the next five years. I think we just have to take small steps towards getting there, and then five years. Judge where judge where we are based on what we've done, you know, and hopefully by that point we will be um, a strong championship club. Um, should we be able to get the investment and the players in? Mm. Yes, take take some resilience from from Matt Taylor and from um, from Tony Stewart to do that because that's the the world that we live in nowadays. Is I want it and I want it now, now I want promotion. Yeah, well, that's it, and and I think I think we have to be realistic. I always said that when when we're down in League One, I think we're very attractive 
a very attractive club. Um, we've got a, a great stadium to play at, and um, you know we can we can compete in terms of who we're going to bring in in terms of wages and stuff. When when you go into Championship, it becomes less attractive because the ground is you know it, it kind of burrows off into the distance compared to where other you know Championship players could go and play play the football and. And arguably, the money that that that, that we can pay is um, is less competitive. So, it's going to be another it's going to be another challenge next season. But that resilience that you speak about, Mick, and and um, you know, the manager being strong on his vision, I think I think um, you know that's all you can ask for. And and then it's down to the players to go out and do it. Absolutely, hundred percent. It is absolutely. Um, Thank you much, Lee, for being with us. We're now going to play out with Main Street. Uh, Mick, is, Mick I, I'm done with these. Anything else you want to ask Lee before we let, let Lee? No, I just, just want to say th thanks a lot for having me. Second time I've been on. Um, I really appreciate the support. And, um, yeah, it, 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 it's great. It's great. And it, it's good to come on. So if, uh, if, uh, if you want me again, give me a shout. You're always welcome, mate. Always welcome. <laughs> Have you got any – just before we, before we do play you out, is any uh, live, live appearances coming up? Um, well, I've only been doing acoustic shows at minute, so uh, I've got another one in town coming up at Roadhouse. Um, it's on Stag Roundabout, if you don't know it, but uh, that's on 2nd of July, which is a Sunday afternoon. It's free entry. Uh, it's uh, around a three o'clock start. Um, I've got a couple of other things coming up. I'm doing the Legends Night again at, 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 at New York Stadium. Kev asked me to do that again, which is great. Um, and then I've got another another little thing that's a, a, a private function before that. But yeah, th th those two. Uh, if you come into the Legends Night or you fancy a pint on the second of July down at Roadhouse, uh, you'll find me there. Brilliant, brilliant, perfect. Thanks very much. Amazon everywhere. Go and have a look at Liam McMahon LPMC music. Thank you very much, Lee. Thanks very much, lads. All the best. And you cheers, Lee. Yeah.
outside keeps most guys blind What's the way down for providence To come and save them down on Main Street He said, son, I dream you don't end up like me with me it has been run down since it shut down back in 16 in the shadow of that old theater down on main street i cross the road to the snooker hall and the poor soul sleeping a shot from floors and i take my seat in my father's dream From the cradle to the grave It will never Thank you very much, Liam McMahon, because LBMC, check him out. Of the way out. That's not the last you've heard of, of him tonight. There's one song, one more song left to hear from him. I think you can all guess what it is. But <laughs> we have some awards to give out, and we've got we've done two of nine so far, 38 minutes in. Uh, I did say to everybody it's gonna be a longer episode than normal. That was why. Um, so let us move on. Danny will be with us very, very shortly. I have a message read these close by. <laughs> um, makeup, I think his makeup's been touched up and everything else, you know, so you get washed out in the in the lights of the award show ceremony. So, yeah. um, hope that comes soon. Mick, let's move on to you next for the next award, uh, individual performance of the season. Uh, so this is as it as it says in the tin, really. You know, players who've been sensational on a particular game. Um, four nominees, Mick. 
Can we have a, a camera that scans around nervous faces while I read them out? No. no. All right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Individual performance then. Jamie Lindsay versus Middlesbrough at, uh, at New York Stadium. Um, some bloke called Victor Johansson or something. I've never heard of him. Um, <laughs> Stoke away. Um, another bloke who, whose name is, is un, really dead or really dead, don't know this bloke either, Daniel Barlasser. Never heard of him. Um, against Reading or Reading. Um, and Cohen Brown uh, away at Burnley. So those are the um, those are the four nominations. Let's go back to top of that one. Cohen Brown Burnley away. I mean, he got sent off. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So to get sent off, but also be, be nominated by people for that game, must say he was sensational. And he was. Yeah, he was. I mean, yeah. Even even old Vincent were interested in uh, in him he, after that game. Yeah, I mean he he just ran him ragged down that left hand side, and they weren't able to um, they weren't able to make any any impression down that side of the park until uh, until after he got sent off, and then um, old Benson and Edges came on and stuck one in top corner like he usually does, doesn't it? Didn't he? But I mean he was just it was awesome, awesome that day, and that 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 performance just shows what. Capability Cohen Bramall has got, you know, he's a young lad. He's another young kid. You know, he's not a he's not a hugely experienced footballer, and he comes from proper pedigree as well. So he's one for the, He's definitely one for the future. Uh, yeah, it, but it's all about experience. Age yeah. is one thing, but it's having that experience as well, isn't it? Uh, and and he's get, he's getting it at a higher level now. And uh, I, I, I'm really excited for Cohen Bramall. Really am. Uh, and yeah. probably deserved that nomination for that performance was outstanding. And he, there was no way that he should have been sent off. That were another Burnley oh, dive. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Just saying, it were another Burnley dive. But there you go. There you go. Uh, Danny's with us. Danny, how you doing, mate? Hey. Hey. Very well. How are we all? Very, very good. Thank you very much for being with us, Danny. You have You're missed Liam McMahon's two songs that he's done so far. So sorry. Oh, um, but yeah, we'll watch him live at the Legend, Legends Night. You will, that's correct. Um, we're on individual performances. Next nominee, Danny, Dan Barlasser, for his performance against Reading. Hat-trick of assists. Um, that was an example of what he can do. He, he obviously did it continuously, but that was just a really sort of microcosm. It was only the first 45 minutes, I think, most of those came. Um, what a player Dan is. Yeah, what a, what a player. I mean, it might have been the Reading game that... Um... Made Middlesbrough notice him to be honest, like a hat trick of assists. We've not really had that at all no. since Dan left, did we? I mean, um, can't remember the name of the account, but on Twitter, the ads like all the stats come out, and and Dan Vallas was still our most progressive player, even though yeah. he left in January, which says something about his mm. ability. Um, but I agree with Mick's Twitter name, free Dan Vallas. <laughs> you know, he, he should be playing a lot, lot more than he has done since leaving us, which is a shame, but um, yeah, you never know. Maybe back mm. on loan. You never know. Oh, when he came on the other night for Borough in that playoff, I mean, I, it was the last five, ten minutes or something yeah. like that. He was head and shoulders above. He was instantly Mara. better. Wasn't he? he improved. He was head and shoulders above him. You know, yeah. in terms of his his abilities with the ball and the, his distribution of the ball, the passes that he made, he, he must have made more passes in the, that ten or fifteen minutes than Moat made in the rest of the game. Mm. You know, um, the fact that Carrick's not starting him. It, it, it kind of blows my mind a little bit because, nah, he is he is he's 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 an awesome footballer. 
He is. Um, the next nominee, next nominee is Victor Hansen. John Rell says the keeper for the Stoke game, most unjustified three points I have ever seen a team. Now, bear in mind we didn't pick those winners, so this may not be the winner. But that performance by Victor Hansen was the best individual performance I have ever seen from a player uh, in, in a Rotherham United shirt. <laughs> I have never seen anybody single-handedly. I know Oli Rathbone scored the goal, but Victor yeah. Hansen was single-handedly responsible for three points, Mick. Um, yeah. There was countless saves, two or three. Just if if made those saves on their own in one game, you say, "My God, is that an amazing game?" It made like three or four of those amazing saves. Uh, I find it difficult not to sell that anymore because it, for me, it was just beyond words how good he was in that game. It was, it was. He just kept making save after save after save, and you're thinking, "God, that's awesome, that's fantastic." And then he made the one in the last two or three minutes. Which I have absolutely no idea how he's got that going in. Just, just absolutely instinct, yeah. And he's got that instinct, um, yeah, yeah. We're going to have to be careful because we keep talking and talking about Victor and and how good he is. You know, it's going to get tedious. It's going to get boring. You know, I'm not getting bored of it yet. I'm not bored yet. No, no. Uh, <laughs> the last nominee for this this category, Danny, is Jamie Lindsay against Middlesbrough. Adolphin gets all the headlines, right? So I suppose. Um, but without Jamie Lindsay, we don't go and win that game. He 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 ran the midfield against Middlesbrough, who who had an excellent midfield. This is not Wigan, you know, or dead and buried and things like this. This is a Middlesbrough team who might well have been on the playoffs already, but he was he still just took that just stopped them basically. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> I mean, Ballas went to Middlesbrough and they've got one of the better midfields in the division and yeah. Lindsay just ran the show, really. Like, like you say, Adolphin rightly gets the plaudits for his goal, but, you know, Lindsay was just unstoppable in midfield. Mm. And, and again, he, he just seemed to be everywhere. Um, so, a, a, a deserved nominee, I think. Absolutely. Uh, Mick, you have the reveal for this one. So, we've got Jim Lindsay, Victor, Dan Ballas and Colin Brown as your nominees. Who won and the public vote? Um, it was performance of the season. Do you know what the percentage of the winner was? I have since deleted the tweet, but it was the uh, biggest one of, the, of all the awards. Yeah, I, I in my head, I think it's somewhere around about 86% of the vote went Oof. to Victor Hansen for his performance against yeah. the City. It was, <laughs> it might have been yeah. higher actually. It was, yeah. It was <laughs> That was the most one-sided vote we had. Uh, yeah, Victor Gansley against Stoke. That's award number one for Victor. Well done. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Danny, we're going to come to you now. Signing of the season. You have the four nominees for the signing of the season, if you can. Enlighten us. 
<laughs> the nominees for signing of the season. Number one, Cameron Humphreys. That was absolutely mega this season, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Is that end of list? No. <laughs> no, there are, there are more. <laughs> uh, number two, Jordan Hugel. Uh, number three, Lee Peltier. And number four, Cohen Bramall. Mm. Well, let's start with some struggle pop to top again, Danny, to Cohen Bramall. Um, hit and miss, to be fair, because he had his down moments, but he's again one of those. When he gets it right, when his head clicks, is what is what you need. That pace and everything else is 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 uh, is an extremely useful player, to put it politely. Yeah, on his day, Bramall can be anybody, both for pace and um, <clears throat> speak them with the ball as well. Um, but I do think for Cohen, you know, well, he won't be a rough United player, but a li- little bit inconsistent. But on his day, absolutely unstoppable. Mm. Yeah. Um, John Reynolds says, what about number five, Taylor, the manager? Yeah, didn't didn't think to include him, to be honest with you. There's no fifth option on Twitter, I'm afraid. <laughs> Let's move on from now on, because I forgot to include that. That would, would be an option. Um, <laughs> Lee Peltier, Mick, brought in by Paul Warren. Essentially brought in because he was friends with Paul Warren from what I could work out from the initial conversations, uh, initial interviews. Um, but turned out to be a really good player, a very good, very good right back, still a very, very good right back. Uh, lacks a bit of pace, obviously, um, but fills the Richard Wood role of being a leader on the pitch. Yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, what can you say about him? You know, he's he's he's, he's steady. He's consistent. Um, he, he's experienced. He, he's been and he's been excellent. Without him in that defence holding it together, when when Richard Wood wasn't playing, he, he was he was kind of the mainstay, weren't he? He's about the only one that didn't get injured. Him and Cam Humphries are probably the only two that. Have, uh, they managed to get through the season uninjured, or pretty much. I think Pelts has been carrying an injury for about last three or four games, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but uh, it's, it's what you need, given that, given his experience and and and, and everything else. He, he's, he's been excellent. He's been absolutely outstanding. Yeah, can't fault him. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the only January transfer that has been included in this list. Danny Jordan Hugel. Uh, five goals, I think it's I think it was in the end, but five crucial goals. You know, mm-hmm. Double against QPR, double against West Brom, um, one elsewhere. I can't think of top of my head who it was against, but still, um, he's a leader. And I, and I didn't think we'd be saying that about Jordan. I just thought we'd be saying that he's a, he's a good presence up top and he does X, Y, and Z real well. But he, he's very, very quickly turned into turned into a leader on the pitch, um, which we needed. We needed a, a leader outside of the sort of defensive area, didn't we? Yeah, um, his other goal was the penalty against Bristol City. Of course, it was. Yes, <clears throat> but yeah, he is a leader, and it's um, like a different dynamic. Like I know Wood is the leader in your defence, and then you've got a couple uh, hands that go up for the leader in midfield. But uh, with Hugo, he's the real attacking leader, isn't he? Um, and yeah, he's, he's he's the only player to score a brace for us this season, other than Woody. <laughs> And uh, and Hugo's got two and got Hugo's got two braces, um, but yeah, brilliant sound in January. I think if we'd uh, got him in the summer, he may have got you know towards ten for this mm. season. Um, but I think Hugo's going to be even more crucial next season. Mm. You know, because we know Woody's going, so we do need a leader yeah. from somewhere. In you know, Hugo had the armband when Woody wasn't in the team, so maybe that's natural progression for next season. I'm not sure, but. Hugo's one where if he gets a service from out wide, he scores goals. We saw that against West Brom, uh, QPR, 
and uh, against Bristol City, and he's got a knack for a penalty as well, hasn't he? He has, yeah, definitely. Um, Danny, sorry to do this, but Donna says, "Can Danny, can you see? Please say hello to Raya because she's watching on telly and wants to phone you." So say hello, <laughs> Danny. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're doing all right. Uh, <laughs> um. We've moved on to the last one. Nickel Juice is so nice watching Humphreys and feeling confident that he will get the ball so calm. John Rell says, I dare say Humphreys will win it as Mick can't hear a bad word said about him. But Hugo, Hugo was key for us staying up, proved him wrong, but experienced championship was something we lacked before. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It was, it was, it was, without Hugo, might not have stayed up. You don't know who else we would have got in, obviously. But there's a good chance we wouldn't have stayed up without the help of Hugo. I think that's fair. Um Cam Humphreys, don't know what else to say to be honest with you. I, I just, I mean, we can let John know that we didn't decide. The, we didn't no, decide. None of us decided this. We had a vote, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I obviously I voted for Cam Humphreys, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he's got another nomination later on, Cam Humphreys, so we'll come on to him again later on. But Danny, would you like to reveal to the audience who the winner of the signing of the season award is? Yes, the winner of uh, signing of the season is Cameron Humphreys. Cameron Humphreys, I like it. Very much. I also like that Danny found some envelopes to do this in. Very, very professional. Uh, yeah, they're just on the side. They're not shiny and gold, but they're envelopes. They're better than what I've yeah. got. Um, right, moving on. Next one is my award, Gold of the Season Award. Uh, John Well, but they've all the 300 accounts you created, Mick. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was you that created all those accounts to make sure that Danny ate that fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, goal of the season again, now I'm going to narrow it down to four nominees. Uh, the first one is Dauphin against Middlesbrough, uh, Fergie at home to Sunderland, Rathbone at home to Blackburn, as well as a Dauphin again at home to Blackburn. Um, Mick, the Middlesbrough goal was. The most crucial moment of the season, probably. Mm. Um, and it was a stunner as well. Yeah, it was. I mean, cool, calm as you like, weren't it? You, you knew you knew as soon as he pulled his foot back precisely where that ball was going. You could have started cheering before he'd actually made contact with it. And, and, and in fact, Ollie Rathbone kicked it for him, didn't he, behind him? <laughs> you know? Um but you know what Akima Doffin can do from that position. And if you give him that amount of space there, like Burra did, it's, there's only going to be one result. Um, so it was a really, really well-taken goal. But over and above that, the significance of it for the season was, was huge. Yeah. It was absolutely huge. Um, so, so, I mean, yeah, excellent. And, and Hakima Doffin, you, you can't help but love the man, can you? You know, it's, it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, love him. And, well, let's uh, take up his other nominee in the same guy. The only place to be nominated twice in the same category, I think, ever in our awards. <laughs> um, so that's something. He was also nominated for the goal against Blackburn, Danny. And again, you talk about the Middlesbrough game, Middlesbrough goal being a crucial goal. It obviously was because it essentially kept us up. But if Adolfi doesn't score so early in that Blackburn game, bearing in mind the run we were on before that Blackburn game, mm. we don't know what could have happened. It was such a crucial goal. I know Blackburn were garbage, but they were I think they were garbage because of our quick start. Without that goal, the season could have gone pretty differently. Yeah, we sort of just came out and shell-shocked him, yeah. didn't we? And like you say, we were on a poor run before and 
that Blackburn result was more or less, if we had a category for it, it would be the surprise result of the season. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other one being Burnley away when we got robbed. I'm still not over that either. Um, <laughs> There's a yeah. of the season award, I'm afraid, Danny. Shame. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's the quickest goal ever scored at New York Stadium. I think Possibly. someone might, might please, if I'm wrong, please correct me, but it was scored after like 31 seconds, which is ridiculous. Um, but Adolphin only scores screamers, you know, and yeah. what and that that perfectly described his goal against Blackburn. It was a screamer and it was within the opening minute mm. and it set us on away. Um, I, th- I think it was crucial because it set the tone of the game to go on. Like we went up yeah. in at half time, we ran one nil up, sit and defend it, but we didn't sit and defend it for the second half. Mm. I think we sat and defended it at one nil in the first half, but in the second half, it's like, right, we, we can have a do at this. Yeah. And um and then it was two, three, four, and it was like, wow, what's just happened? You know, is yeah. is this the same Rotherham team that turned out last week, you know? <laughs> um but yeah, it was a very, very crucial goal. Um and I stick by it, a Duffin only scores screamers. It does. Uh, somebody else who only scores well goals from outside the area, Oli Rathbunnick. Yeah. Um the goal that felt like it almost never was. And it was obviously on the line, we've got goal line technology in the championship, so it was always going to be given. But it took about five minutes before we yeah. all could celebrate the Ole Rathbun goal. Um, there's something very pleasing about watching a ball come off the bar, hit the ground and go in, um, which is why I would have picked this this one, because it was just, there's something about the noise and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, doesn't it? Yeah, it was it was a like a it was almost like a VAR goal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we kind of carried on playing with our everybody everybody associated with other United carried on playing or supporting with your head in your hands, thinking how did that how did that stop yeah. out? Oh it didn't stop out. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it was um it was an excellent goal. Excellent goal. And again, a crucial goal, you know, an important goal. So um yeah, and everybody loves Ollie. Well, everybody, yeah, everybody loves Ollie, don't they? Yeah, we, we could have had three nominees in from that game for the goal. We mm. could have included Shane Ferguson's goal from the corner. We didn't. Yeah. Um, we, we could have done. I think that would have been unfair, given that goalie threw that one into the back in there. And he'd had enough, I think, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the final one is Shane Ferguson, the away, the home goal, apologies, to Sunderland, which again turned out to be the winning goal. Um yeah, uh, Shelley says yeah, Millsborough game was crucial, but the biggest goal of the season, the best one for him was the Shane Ferguson goal at Sunderland. Yeah, lovely, lovely bit of build up play, Danny, from Tarek Foss, who showed what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Shane Ferguson showed us what that left foot can do, and it could do some stuff. Yeah, um, traction engine of a left foot, aren't they? Mm. Um, but yeah, but it, it was it was the build up play as well. I think that's what makes that goal quite special. Like there was the, um, I can't remember who the assist was by, but. The, the through ball that Ferguson latches onto, and <laughs> if you watch very closely, you can see me screaming my head off to keep going, and then and then he hits it, and it's an incredible goal, um, and it keeps our record of not losing at all to Sunderland in um, in competitive games at New York Stadium, which is very nice, isn't it? A five-one and a two-one, not bad, is it? Um, but yeah, but, but if you notice that Ferguson always has like that little pocket where he scores a few and then goes quiet again. Mm. Um, but it was yeah. very crucial that his sort of rich goal scoring form came during crucial matches, you know, uh, promotion chasing Blackburn and promotion chasing Sunderland. Um, mm. who we, be, who we both beat, so yeah, 
I, I, I love Fergus goal against Sunderland. J- just purely because it's just like, right, that, that could be us now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, Andrew Kelly says a goal that slipped on the point. Most fans very dull was kind of Washington against Reading. Absolutely bang for the time. Yeah, mm. That was a very, very good goal. Uh, but there we go. The win- so the nominee, there are your nominees. And the winner for the goal of the season for this one is Ollie Rathbone at, ho- at home to Blackburn. Um, I think it was one of the closest ones, I think. No, it wasn't. Opposition or opposition performance was as well. Um, right, let's move forward. Michael Miller says, and the nominees for the referee of the year of the world are Gary Ward, Lee Doughty, and Keith Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. I, I, out of those three, the best one out of those three has been Gavin Ward. Believe it or not, I agree. Actually, what happens if you chuck Oliver no, Langford in it as well? Still Gavin Ward. Still Gavin Ward. We need to move on because we've still got five awards to go through. Oh, I'm on, on. Yeah, we move on. I'm not going to last for another nice. five awards. Team performance of the season, Danny. You've got this one, right? So, team performance of the season. Your nominees are. Blackburn at home. It's funny that one's cropped up again. Um, Reading at home, Sheffield United away, and Blackpool at home. Yes, Blackpool at home. It was the final home game, I think. Paul Warren's reign. Mm. Not a bad way to end it, to be honest with you. That was a pretty convincing 3 0 win. Yeah, battered them, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, we, none of us were to know that how, how woeful Black, Blackpool would become, but um, yeah, we, we, we battered them. So, yeah, excellent performance, that. Move on. Georgia Kelly, late goal, obviously. That was his first goal in New York as well, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. It was in September, weren't it? So, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Sheffield United away, Danny. Uh, First win in 40 years at at the lane. Um, It was was one of those nights, wasn't it? It was just one of those nights. Yeah. Um, You were pleased to know as well that... um, Slight, slight side quest with this, but uh, I've been to Karen's diner before coming here, so apologies for the tardiness. But um, <laughs> but the, uh, the the cap manager was a Sheffield United fan, so that was fun <laughs> once you found out we were other fans. <laughs> um, and we're all from Wickersley, apparently, as well. Um, but yeah, Sheffield United's just an incredible game. You know, I mean, even asking a few Sheffield United friends that I'm friends with, they said you completely outplayed us both fixtures. You know, you were lucky not to win at New York. Um, but Sheffield United away, like you say, first win at the lane in 42 years, I think. And um, it was just very nice that the football symmetry was that a Rotherham player scored in front of the cop in 1982. I don't know, whatever it was. Um, I wasn't born, leave me alone. Um, and then a Rotherham player scored in front of the cop in 2023 as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful. And uh, yeah, any any derby wins a, a nice one to tick off. John Morrell with the dig in here. Paul Wong can play back pull next season again, can't he? Yes, he can. Um, <laughs> Shelley says, Shelley says the Sheffield United away win should be the easy win. Their position in the league, plus our record at Premier League, makes it the best one. Yeah, um, Reading Mick. Um, this was a bit of an odd one because at the time we beat them 4 0 and then they went on an amazing run and win the playoffs for yeah. you know the top at the top end of the table for a period of time. Mm. Um but we made them look like a relegation outfit on that game, didn't we? And I know they turned out to be one, but yeah, yeah. Ironically, it had two, two of our best performances have been against two teams that got relegated. Um 
and and even despite those six point that six point deduction, they deserve to be relegated. You know they, that that's and and that performance against us uh, proved it. And I accept that we were outstanding. You know we were outstanding that day. Um, and and it's it's a tough it because like we've talked about the Blackburn game, we've talked about the Sheffield United away game. We've got these performances in us, but you know it's they're not. We don't see enough of them, or we haven't seen enough of them. Hopefully, this coming season we'll see more. We see more, and we, we sail off into twelfth, don't we? Or something. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Uh, John Wells says League One and Reading. How good does that sound? It does sound good. <laughs> it does sound pretty good. Sorry, Reading fans. There's some lovely Reading fans, but sorry. Um, the final nominee for team performance of the season is the one we were already mentioned, which is Blackburn Rovers game, Danny. Um, it was, it was, we mentioned how crucial it was, but it was also a very good team. Oh, Blackburn were garbage, but we just went at them. We, we, we showed what we can do when the, when the Matt Taylor team turns up. Um, and yeah, we're just sensational from start to finish. Yeah, it was. I mean, I've said it before, it was, it was very much a surprise performance of uh, how good we were. Now, we just sort of came out with no fear whatsoever. Um, and if that's the ethos that Matt Taylor's trying to instill in the team, then long may it continue. If that's prime Rotherham under Matt Taylor, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that all um, apart from Blackpool, when we uh, we beat the other nominees, they went on incredible runs mm-hmm. of you know, like four wins or so in a row after they lost mm-hmm. to us. So it really does show that the teams like Rotherham mentality does exist. It does. Um, <laughs> Shelley says, can we just mention the Birmingham at home? That was a very comfortable game. <laughs> Seems that Brumpkins is present. <laughs> yeah, John will correct me. I think Birmingham were a bit of a drop. I also think Birmingham may have picked up after that game as well. Um, yeah, I think they did, yeah. So, yeah. there you go. Could so we beat Reading and we beat Birmingham? Because all the pre-season chat was, oh, those two, rather than Birmingham and Reading are already relegated pre-season. Mm-hmm. We were sitting quite smug. Um, and then the manager left, and things got complicated. Uh, yeah, uh, team performance of the year, Danny. Who is the winner of the team performance of the year? Team performance of the year, your winner is everyone's favorite Rotherham boy scoring Sheffield United away. That's that fair. nice trip down the parkway, and all of the memes that came out on Twitter afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was a, it was deserving, I think, that one. Um, the next one is the closest vote um, we had. So the next one is the opposition individual performance of the season. Again, does it as it says in the tin, the, t- the player that played against us, which shone out really. Uh, Mick, this is yours. This one. Yeah. So first one is uh, Manuel Benson for Burnley. I don't know whether you meant away or at home. Doesn't really matter. You might no. as well just put them as both because he did exactly the same thing in both games, didn't he? <laughs> uh, so yeah. Victor Jocker is uh, for Coventry at our place. Um, Jean Serry for Hull at New York Stadium. And Jack Clark for Sunderland away. Yeah. Uh, let's see <laughs> Benson just get it out of the way, this one. Uh, Danny, because Mick's right, he, did not, he spent half a game on bench, came on pitch and scored, scored a stunner on his left foot. I mean, he did it twice. Yeah, it did. And the one that was um, at Burnley's place is the more irritating of the two. But, yeah, Manuel Benson, like, very, very crucial super sub for Burnley. Like you say, he came off the bench and did it twice against us. I mean, 
my Robin Head saying we shouldn't be letting that player get in those positions after he's done it no. once, let alone twice. Um, but that's <coughs> excuse me, that's the sort of pedigree Burnley've got. They've got players sat on the bench that can pull out an absolute wordy like that, almost effortlessly as well. Uh, but my one comeback to it is that he thought he'd won it, didn't he? He wasn't fans thinking he'd won it, and then Georgie scored at the other end, so it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, Benton is an absolute incredible player. Hmm. Shelley says, surely teams will start to figure him out. All the goals are the same. They are, yeah. <laughs> he did it twice more after playing us at the end did, of the yeah. season. Twice he did a boring game. <laughs> yeah, just it's like it's like, it's like uh, Iron Robin, isn't it? He yeah. wants to go on his left foot. Don't let him go on his left foot. You've let him go on his left foot and he's scored a goal. Um, yeah. Um, the next one, Victor Jokerez, who wishes the wishes the country home goal. They just score at the CBS. Um, it's the home, the Rotherham United home performance. Um, he's a proper centre forward, Mick. He yes. does everything you want to send for. He's very, very clinical. He's he's big and strong without being bulky. You know what I mean? He's not. He's, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not Akifemwa type big, but he's so difficult uh, to play against. And he's, for me, he was probably the best striker I've seen at New York this stadium this season. Yeah, I think so. I think so. We've not. I mean, he's, he's not got. A, we've not got a big list to choose from, have we? To be fair, no. Um, but nevertheless, yeah, he, he went outstanding, and he's been outstanding for Coventry all season. Hasn't he, you know, um, and he, and he is exactly what you need. You know, he is. He's, he's a bit of a focal point, but he's strong. And clinical, absolutely clinical. Um, so yeah, he, he fully deserves, uh, fully deserves a nomination. Hell of a player. Yeah, yes, uh, and it did, it did if, same for Middlesbrough game all the day. Yeah, if Coventry don't go up, it'll be it'll still be a Premier League player next season. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Oh yeah, we won't see him again at New York State next season. Something in the league anyway. Uh, he's a he's a Premier League or be or, or abroad. Obviously, he, he might not be in England. You never know. Um, John John Rell sums up our next nominee pretty well. He says, "Seri, what a player that bloke could play with a pipe and slippers and still not give the ball away and be the best player on the pitch." Yeah. <laughs> Danny, uh, the whole game, whole batters four two. They was just after they sacked their manager. I can't remember the, who the name was. Um, Seri ran the show for Hull. It was just, it was just brilliant, money. He's on mute, Danny. This is this is level of professionalism we get on this show, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was it was unreal for Hull. I mean, we've had a few players come to New York and a few players that we witnessed live that have been absolutely unreal against us. Mm. You know, coming up to, to that team's like Rotherham mentality. You know, they, they just turn up against the big teams, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Hull came to our place. I, I mean, I, I don't think we really gave them much of a prayer um, to mm. come out and get a result against us. But they did, and I think they're one of the few teams that really, really battered us at New York yeah. Stadium. They were just all over us, and um, yeah, he, he ran the show, didn't he? He, he ran does. the show and made us look silly. It's the midfield, the top of my field I love as well. It's a bit like it's a bit like Dan Barlas. Dan Barlas is a bit more mobile, much more mobile, but he just looks after the ball and makes the game slow down to his to his level. Uh, which is why he's on the amount of money he has been on in the past. Um, the final one is Jack Clark, Mick. I owned an hard about putting this on the list, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. He scored a very, very good goal. Um, but the goal that he scored, Dan Barlow was at fault, and maybe maybe Woody as well. He was yeah. allowed, allowed a lot of time and space to run in there, but he still scored and had a pretty good game. Yeah, we're all right. 
Yeah, it was alright. It didn't to me. For me, I, I was quite surprised to see him on the list because it didn't really stand out to me at all. Uh, if I'm honest, but that that we'll see the game differently, don't we? You know. Um, so, so yeah, if he, if he's on the list, I'll take your word for it, mate. That he deserves to be on it. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, I should say, you know, we've we've gone long. We are still. This is a two awards after this one. And we have one more song to listen to. So if you need another drink, you need to tip to the toilet, I would go because we aren't finished. We're going to be, we might go to the 90 minute mark on this one. Um, just let everybody know, just to, you know, full disclosure and everything. Mick, before you take your interlude, um, would you like to let us know who the opposition individual performance of the year award was? I think it's probably the right one, despite the fact I didn't vote for it. Um, Victor Yocker is for, uh, for Coventry. Victor's I think as, as, a, as, a, as a player, He's probably one of, if not the best player that's played against us this season. Did um, did you guys hear about what he did to um, our Victor when he yeah, scored against did, yeah. him? How he sent him a framed signed picture of him scoring against him. It's like, yeah, that is friendship level banter, and I'm and I'm all for it. I really hope Victor, our Victor, has got it framed in his house, which would be quite funny. He walks in and it's like, oh, he's there again. I think he said he's got it in his office or a games room or something. <laughs> pretty sure yeah. got it up somewhere. Uh, it'll be a dressing room next time we play Coventry. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, right. Moment of the season. Second to the penultimate award of the season. Danny, this one's on you. Right. Moment of the season. So we've got Hack's goal. Are we sure this isn't goal of the season? Because these moments are all goals. I know. Um, I know. Anyway. Anyway, so your nominee's moment of the season is uh, a Dolphins goal against Borough, which in hindsight kept us up completely. Um, Wiles' goal against Sheffield United, again breaking the duck of 42 years at Bramall Lane and the memes that came out after. Um, Kelly's goal against Burnley, which, no disrespect to George, I think is the biggest club he's ever scored against. Uh, and Burnley aren't even that big, but anyway. <laughs> um, but the goal was crucial, anyway. And um, Hugh goals, which goal? The first one or the second one against West Brom, Matt? Second. The second one. Is that the one where he ended up doing the 2-1 behind his head afterwards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, again, funny. From yeah. um, from Hugo against his former team, who were who were giving it the big in, weren't they? They were. They'll start with the Hugo one, Danny. It's very very rare we, we pick a moment of the season based on the fact it's wound up an opposition set of fans. But this just had everything. The fact he was booed from the start, he missed an absolute sitter. And then he scored twice. It was just a bit of a perfect storm of everybody just laughing at them. Yeah, it was. I mean, like I said with Hugo, he missed a sitter. I think he gave... Did he give away the penalty? He gave away the penalty, yeah, did he? Yeah, he gave away the penalty for West Brom and then scored... Did he score a penalty against him as well? Or was it both... Two headers, like, Two headers. Um, but yeah, just scoring both for his goals against his former team and giving them so much stuffing <laughs> for it as well. It, it was just such a day... For Jordan Hugel, it, sh- it shouldn't really be Hugel's goal against West Brom. It should be Hugel against West Brom. Yes, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> because he, he had an absolute mare, but a fantastic mare at the same time. He had a mare himself, and he gave them nightmares too. Correct. Should put John else's Paul Warren leaving, survived without him. Something he wasn't able to do. Harsh, but I, I, mm. I would I would have felt bad putting up on a pole to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, next one: the Georgie Kelly goal against Burnley. A crucial point, Danny, because it led, it, it led into a group of fixtures, uh, led from a story group of fixtures we weren't expected to get anything from. Mm. And we, we managed to pick up uh, pick up that point. Uh, and whenever Georgia scores, it's a good laugh, isn't it? 
Yeah, whenever Georgie scores, we're on the pitch, but it's only happened once. Um, but yeah, the goal against Burnley, you know, you know, when when Benson scored, we'd all sort of gone, ah, it's going to be one of them oh, games now. Nice. But yeah. it sort of encouraged us even more. And when Kelly came on, it's like there's something about him where he could get something. And um, I think it was the build-up play as well. You know, the slight def- deflection that sent it Chio's way, and then the pullback, and then Kelly burying it. And I think most people in New York Stadium sort of went, well, if we don't get something, it's not a massive thing. But Kelly's goal sort of went, here, we, we, we could get something now. Mm. Um, and some of the best home limbs in the season. You know, you sort of see that moment where everyone just suddenly jumps up in unison. Yeah. Love George. Whenever George scores, good things normally happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and I got ben picked Wiles. with him after the game as well. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ben Wiles at Sheffield United, Mick, as for for moments of the season again, Danny mentioned it earlier. It's a bit, it was a cocktail, you know. It had the echoes of uh, a Rotherham player scoring in 1982, and the mirror image of that. He had the fact that his granddad was was a legend at Sheffield United, yeah, yeah. and the Rotherham boy in a local derby. It just had everything you want. Yeah, it did. It did, and and unfortunately, his granddad passed away this year as well, didn't he? Which is yeah. Which is really sad, but it, it, it makes it all the more poignant, I guess. Absolutely. Um, so we've missed Ben Wiles this season, and you know it, it must have been really, really special for him, really special for him and his family. And uh, so, yeah, a fantastic moment. Yeah, it does. Uh, John Phil just wants to say a special mention to me for uttering the words John Rell says at least a thousand times a season. <laughs> uh, John, you're not getting a blue heart, I don't think. Um, I petition. Um, Kimbo, if you can, um, you know, Shelley says, More of the season should be Dan Barlas are respecting us by hitting it into row Z with a chance very late on, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm with Shelley on that one, definitely. <laughs> uh, and the final mention of the nominee for this one is Moment of the Season, uh, of Hacking Madoffin with the goal at Middlesbrough, Mick. It just meant everything to the club, to all the players. You just had that. Re- we know how much pressure it can be on the 45th game or the 46th game of the season. We know yeah. how much pressure built up over those amount of games. And the, the roof just lifted off the entire stadium. And yeah, special. Very special. Very, very special. And it could happen to a nicer bloke as well. I, you know, I can't say enough good things about Hakeem Adolphin. He, he, yeah, and and he has, he's a quality player. He is a quality player that flies under the radar all the time, doesn't he? Um, but yeah, that was a, a hugely important, hugely important moment in the context of the season, obviously, because it kept us up. Um, but yeah, it, it was massive, really big, really big. Yeah, well, Danny, enlighten us. Who, which, which moment of the season is the moment of the twenty twenty three twenty two season? So the moment of the season winner is Akima Dolphin's goal against Borough that kept us up in the championship for the first time in six years. A thousand years. It feels like it. Yeah, a special moment and rightly so. Um, Adolphin's first win of the night. Well done, Adolphin. Um, So, finally, we are going to have the end of the season award for the player of the season which we'll talk about in about four minutes time Mick yes we had Liam McMahon on earlier on the show and if you're not a Rotherham fan John John's obviously not a Rotherham fan if you don't know who Liam McMahon is he did a song back in 2009 something like that uh, called Drop Me Off in Rotherham which is one of my favourite songs 
ever. So, and Lee McMahon has kindly done us a version of Drop Me Off in Rotherham. So, we're going to have Drop Me Off in Rotherham, then we're going to come back and give the end of season awards. Uh, again, this is all dependent on Mick working the buttons and everything else. So, good luck, everybody. Specially recorded for us, specially recorded for New York Talk. Wow. We are privileged.
So when I'm old, or if I die, I got no money to get me by. When troubled times have come and all I need is love, do me a favor, drop me off in rather. Love that song. I love that song. Uh, just, just me that was singing along to it, yeah. No, it wasn't just you. No, it wasn't just you, mate. Again, thank you to Liam McMahon, LPMC, for, for doing that. Check out his other song, the Valuable Providence, and Jenny coming out on the 9th of June, I think he said. Um, yeah, dot uh, com. You can find. Can it. we play that again? Go on. No, I'm getting that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Paramount says he loves the song. It fills him up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bang on. Bang on, mate. Yeah. Love it. And, right. uh, and I just want to say thanks again to Lee for letting me use <clears throat> bits of the song in my applied project for uni as well. Because I had it for the, the credits at the end and uh, it made my mum cry. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Can you imagine creating something, a song like that, that just makes people feel like it does? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, must be must be beautiful for him. Anyway. Back to football. Let's stop all this soppy stuff. Football. Come <laughs> on, man. Strap the pair on, lad. Player of the season. Uh, this may well be a foregone conclusion, but we're going to go through it anyway and, just to, and talk about the player, other players nominated as well, because I think we should. Uh, the nominees of the player of the season are Victor Johansson, Cam Humphreys, Oli Rathbone and Lee Peltier. Danny Lee Peltier has been, we've talked about this in the signings that he did. He's, he's, he's such a crucial player for the team. He, he, he made, you know, he's not just a performance where you go, Mike, in that game, you were amazing, next one, whatever. But he's such a team player and he's so crucial to the team. Yeah, he is. Um, he's that experience as well, isn't he? Um, and he's sort of filled in effectively where he's been needed. I think. Um, with Pelts, like you say, he's come, in, he's come in and really filled out the team, put in a strong performance when he's needed to and a strong tackle in there as well. And um, to the best of my knowledge, I can't really remember any times that he's really panicked either. Mm. Um, so, yeah, just I think he's been uh, Mr. Consistent and whenever he's played, he's just been, you know, steady. And mm. sometimes you need a steady player in that position to... Keep keep it completely steady across the back line as well. So yeah, he has been very very good seasonally. Peltier, a good signing, but and a very good player. Yeah, uh, Drummer else there's no Tom Eves. I'm shocked. Uh, we used Tom Eves' name too much in the preseason prediction show. I think yeah. that was the problem. Mm. Used it up. Um, used that allowance up. Yeah. yeah. Shelley says Pelts has been huge for morale. I agree. Telling us fans to get behind the lads constantly. Yeah, you're always doing that when they always. Trying to g not only fans as well, but the players. I mean, when they put in the club, put like this was post match um, on the pitch, instant, re instant reaction from the players. Peltz was always in the middle of it, talking yeah. to the players, sometimes telling them to calm down, but it was always in the middle of it, uh, being a leader, uh, which is which was crucial. Uh, Ollie Rathbone, Mick, we've gone with this ninth award, an hour and a half in, we've barely mentioned Ollie Rathbone, mm -hmm. um, which seems a bit of a crime, really, because how crucial he's been. It's no coincidence that when he came out injured, that our performance has dropped off. He has become yeah. such a key cog to this team. Any other season, he would have been right up there in the running, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt, because he's been absolutely outstanding. And when we lost him, we had issues, didn't we? You know, we had issues in the middle of the park, and and it kind of went to 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 
I can't oh. think of the. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think of the right word without swearing. But you know where I'm coming from without him being there. Um, but this season, unfortunately for for Ollie, there have been two other players that uh, have beat him to it for me. But he has been. He's been crucial. Absolutely crucial um, to, to this team this season. Um, so yeah, great player, and 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 he'll kick on again next season, won't he? You know, so uh, everybody loves Ollie. Everybody loves him. He's just, he's just that that the character is infectious. Mm. Yeah, he is, uh, and he's signed a new contract though. Um, yeah, he does. He needs to crack on with that. Yeah, definitely. You're watching Ollie get on with it now. Get it sorted. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next one, Cam Humphreys, Danny. Dan Cam has already won two awards tonight. Um, up for a third. Um, I don't know what else. Again, I don't know what else to come about Cam Humphreys. He's just everything you want in the centre half. Yeah, he is. I think he had the uh, the longest consecutive run of starts um, in the team as well, which were like 22. I, I mean, think. he was injured for a lot of those, wasn't he? Matt Till talked about his knee injury being like carry. Yeah, so he played through that. But yeah, I mean, again, we said he, he said he was a brilliant signing, but again, he's just been a brilliant team player as well. You know, he, he's been an absolute rock in defence. Uh, it's not really mattered who's lined up against him. He's just been very consistent when he found his feet. Like I say, I had the longest run of consecutive starts out of the entire team bar Victor, I think. Um, and, yeah, another fantastic player in the team. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Shelley says on only Rathbone, it felt like if he stayed fit for the whole season, we would have stayed very comfortable. He was missed. Although they stepped in, they can't quite do what he does. And the closest one we've got is Jamie Lindsay, who does a very different role. Um, there's not a number attacking, is it? I think that's the problem. The problem. Um, that's where he sort of loses out from Ollie uh, slightly. Uh, the final nomination of the season that we're going to talk about is Victor Johansson again. Um, only the one award tonight, which is uh, crime so far. We know, I mean, two. Um, this man may not be with us much longer, Mick. You know, we, we the rumors are circulating, the, the vultures are circulating. Um, some top end championship clubs and Premier League clubs that need goalkeepers. There's rumors of interest from certain clubs. Um, let's take another right half for a minute. I know it's difficult to do, but how high can this kid go? Kid is he's a grown man, but how, he's, how older than, he's older than me, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just by the way, just. Yeah, well, he, he, he can go to the top, can't he? You know, he's still developing as a player. We've seen him develop this season as a player, mm. you know. Um, so he can go as, he can go as high as he, as he wants, really. Um, I'm convinced he. I, I'm convinced he could play at Premier League level. No, no question in my view. I'm certain, um, yeah. Maybe he needs another season behind him. I don't know. Uh, given his age, he is young for a goalkeeper, um, and, and being a goalkeeper experience is absolutely crucial. It's almost everything experience. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, absolutely. So, so I think it's important for Victor, uh, if he's listening, Victor, that you stay with us at least another season. Uh, you've got a three-year contract now. You've signed a contract, so uh, uh, and then, well, two years, then whatever. Stay with us another season, and then uh, get that big money move to um, to to a to a Premier League club um, because he, he, he can go all the way, yeah. And he will be Sweden's number one in the very very near future. You know, he's he's, he's battled his way into um, into the reckoning um, for Sweden, and now. It's only a matter of time before he he wears that number one shirt in uh, in blue and yellow, which which would be fully deserved. Mm. Yeah, it would. Uh, Danny, 
just echo on, on Victor, um, on, on thoughts on Victor Hansen before we reveal the winner of the award. Well, he likes, he likes to be involved in limbs in the stands, doesn't he? Um, if you haven't watched it already, go and watch the, Har- the Hammond vlog. Uh, absolutely unreal experience. Um, but yeah, Vic- Victor's one of them goalkeepers where he's still where he's still young and effectively the sky's the limit. Like I know um, he came to England and uh, went into Villa, then went into Leicester's set up uh, and then came to Wolves very, very thankfully. Had to wait a year um, to play in front of fans. Um, I mean, he had to he had to wash his clothes in a sink for Christ's sake in an hotel room during COVID, and, and all that after a very serious back injury where some doctors were saying that he'd never play football again. Seriously, you know. Yeah. So, the, so the amount of things that Victor's already overcome to be at the level that he is with us, effectively, the sky is the limit. And I can understand the vultures circling from bigger clubs. You know, I've heard Sheffield United be mentioned and a few teams be mentioned in, that are already in the Premier League. Coming for him, but unfortunately, everybody, like Matt Taylor said, you're going to have to cough up big time for Victor. And I think the minimum price tag on Victor, the bare minimum, is the same price it costs to build New York Stadium. Twenty-five million, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly for his two years, regardless of what his wage per week is whilst he's with us. That should be his release clause, <laughs> twenty five million, or else the we okay. just don't entertain it. But like I say, stay with us another season, push us up the league a little bit, and then do as you please because he's got the natural ability there and he's showing it this season. It's just a shame that we couldn't keep him fit for the whole season. No, that'll come. That'll come with time. His body uh, gets better as he gets older, I suppose. He's in the learn how to manage it. Things like anyway, anyway, we've gone past the hour and a half mark. Obviously, actually, added time. Added time. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, added time. Well, that's it. Depends what ref is, I suppose. Um, yeah. Uh, says she's trying to fill your contract. Shelley says, uh, we know how, how that Victor Hansen is going to get, but for, for Josh Vickers, is a great understudy, so might not have missed as much as he should have. Um, Cam Humphries would have been a huge miss. Uh, Shelley says yeah. Victor Hansen will win, but to be closer. Um, Isn't Victor like top rated for the number of saves in Europe's top five divisions, including the championship? Yeah, the, the problem with values is keepers are so undervalued compared to the rest of rest of outfield players. Mm. Um, Twenty five million is ambitious, Danny. I like it. I think it's I like ambitious. Yeah, yeah. I, but I like it. I like that you've gone for it. Yeah. I like you. I like it. Um, anyway, 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 the winner of the New York Talk Player of the Season Award for 2023 is. No drum roll again. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, <laughs> it's Victor Hansen. Obviously, it's Victor Never Hansen. in doubt. Never a second doubt. The vote, again, was the, the two biggest gun margins were player of the season and individual performance of the season. Um, I don't know whether that was Rotherham fans or whether Tobias and all the Swedes had gotten to Twitter to vote for that. <laughs> Unclear. Uh, but you never know. Um, just a fine winner. Cameron Puss has been sensational, but Victor's been on another level. Mm. Another, another level. Um, that's it. There we go. Any other comments you want to make, boys and girls? I think we've gone on a long time. I'm amazed that there's still people actually watching this, quite frankly. I am a little bit. Um, I'm expecting a call from the club for next year's end of season awards. Yeah, um, We've been very yep. professional this season. Nine yes. awards in an hour and a half, plus musical interludes. Um, plus plus we dress up. We, we scrub up very well, don't we? It's good, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that might be an issue. 
We're not very uniform, are we? We've got me in a black tie but no jacket, making a black tie with jacket, Danny with just a normal tie. So it's not very uniform. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So that's it for the season. That's our last episode of this season. Um, there's no more rather than I had to talk about for the current season. That is it. Thank you, everybody who's been been with us for this last 12 months, uh, 10 months, almost 10, 10, 10 months <laughs> it was. Um, a long, long time, a long, long season. It's been some, some tough episodes, some tough moments to talk about. Emerges more emergency pods this year and then the entire three years previous. Um, <laughs> it's been ridiculous. That gives you an idea of the season it's been for, for the Millers so far, as for Millers so far. But success, finally success in this damn league. Um, any final comments on the season, boys, before we wrap up quickly? I'll ask you one final question. Which has been, and, and everyone in the comments, please answer as well. What has been your favourite season? Was it last season with the amount of wins that we got, promotion trophy and the Papa John's trophy, or this season where you know every win's been fought for and and effectively we had to die to get three points to quote Neil Warnock? But after all that, we've stayed, we finally stayed up again. What has been your better season, last season or technically still this season? You know, relief's a powerful emotion, isn't it? And the relief of finally staying up. Uh, you know, last season when you go up, you, you, it's amazing. You have the ecstasy for a couple of for a few weeks, and then you're instantly thinking, "Oh God, we've got to compete with Burnley who've come down. You've got to compete with these people that are coming down." There's almost instantly a weight on your shoulders within a couple of weeks. Whereas this season, it's like, "No, we've done it. We've we've done that. So next season, we don't have to worry as much as fans. We don't have to worry as much because we've already done that." We can do it again. We don't have to worry too much. Um, but then the limbs at Gillingham were just another level, weren't they? Nick? This year, we broke that cycle. It's been, that's that's massive. It's a, it's a huge, huge building block to, to, to stand on and, and start building upwards. So this season, definitely. Do you die? Um, I can see the argument for for both, but for me personally, I'll I'll say this season because it's something that, well, I suppose both seasons are something I've never witnessed live. But I've seen a promotion season from the stadium before, but I've never seen a stay up in the stadium before. So it just sort of sits a little bit nicer with me, and it's yeah. the fact that we had no final day stress whatsoever. It uh, it were an odd feeling going to going to Wigan with nothing to play for, but. Yeah. It made it all the better doing it against Middlesbrough, and it was another thing that I called correctly. Imagine if uh, we'll do it against Middlesbrough. There you go. Yeah, a lot of, most people in the comments just poor call it a lot more, but the, the most people have said this season, um, which I understand. John Rell throwing in winning a major competition in 2011. It's, it's a low blow that John, to be honest with you. <laughs> living in past, John, you're living we, in past. You got to get up. To we the lost first <laughs> ever League Cup, so you know. What yes, I mean? we were there first. Who's yeah. the real winner? In <laughs> fact, if you think about it, we won the first ever League Cup final. It's just a shame it were two legged and Villa beat us three in the second one. <laughs> two legs of technicality. Technicality. Mm. Um, right. Let's end there. Let's knock the season on the head. Um, I can mention thank you everybody that's been with us from start to finish. If you joined us partway through the season, welcome. Uh, this is what it's always like at the end of the season. Uh, we will be back again. We'll, we'll probably leave it a week and we'll, we'll I think we'll wait to the playoffs to end 
so we can sort of look at who is with us next season. And then we do a bank holiday Monday special next week, um, and then we'll we'll between us work out what the plan is for the summer. I won't be much to be honest with you, because uh, after these two seasons, I'm ready for some time. I'm ready for not to talk about Old United for a month, maybe. Let's, let's see how that goes. Um, yeah. Ready for a holiday. Oh, we've already been. Shame. <laughs> um, please do subscribe. If you're on YouTube already, you haven't subscribed. Please do subscribe. They are all keep going. The, the number is going up. If you haven't watched the Sweden's content, please do. The match day vlogs are immense. And watching me and Danny each show streaming is a good laugh as well. Um, and we will be back soon. Mick, thank you for being with us this season. Mick, I don't think you've missed an episode this season. Maybe it's one or two. Probably not because I'm committed. Mm. Or should be committed. Should be committed, yeah, yeah. Oh, one of them too. My wife keeps telling me I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. Um, so just a message from somebody saying, very disappointed to see Mick not doing any close-up magic. But yeah, Mick, thank you. It's been a long slog, but thank you for being with us most nearly every week. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. I have got a magic trick. I've... I've I think I've left it. Let's see. Children watching. Danny, thank you very much again. You've been with us nearly nearly every week, and you've done loads of work on the vlogs and, and all all the instant reaction, posting all the instant reactions. Um, thank you very much, Danny. It's a pleasure working with you. Yeah, um, it's been quite unreal this season. It's been quite emotional as well. Like if you just said to me at the start of the season, we'd still we'd get to Sweden and do that from a podcast, you know, I mean, someone said in the comments, living the dream, you know, and for a football podcast, I can honestly agree. Um, I'm quite sad that the season's finished for us, if I'm being honest. Uh, we've um, got a new one coming up. Yeah, exactly. On to the next early August. But before, exactly. but, before, but before I sign off, finally, can I just say that we've ended the vlogs for this season on absolute corker because the Hammerby vlog is now the most viewed video ever on New York Talk. It is. Well, thank you, all your Hamby fans. If you're any Hamby fans watching, you are now Millers fans as well. Yes. It's hard work. Um, so <laughs> both eyes off. That means that means we're done. Wind uh, it up. Wind it up. Thank you, everybody. Subscribe. Be with us. We'll see you in about a week's time. Keep an eye on the socials, and we will keep you updated with our summer schedules. We really appreciate everybody that's been involved all the way through the season. Um, we said every season. We mean it every season as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So thank you very much and up the millers. That's all I've got up to say. Millers. Up the millers. Yep, up the millers. Thank you, Ray. Bye. Bye. Rebel. Vicious. But brilliant. You're with it. What's got around the back? And Richie Wood has done it again. The magic man has come up with another trick. Well, there's a chance to seal it. It's done. It's Georgie Kelly. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.